You're listening to The Beecast with Sarah Godey, Monica Steely, and Amber Miller. We love connecting with you and have something new we've started called Be Free Friday. Every Friday, we post a quick three-minute video with an encouragement and challenge for the week. Make sure to visit our Facebook page or website to watch. We've also created a Periscope account where we post videos periodically. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Periscope at Be Still Be Free to connect with us live as we scope. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to Be Still Be Free. My name is Amber Miller and I'm here today with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Hello ladies. Hello. Hello. We are closing our um, series be who you are. I almost forgot what it was. <laughs> pregnancy brain. Like, we just had some cake something. and the sugar and the pregnancy. I know. I may get it real bad. So um, be who you are. We've, we covered um, who, what, uh, when, and where. And now we're going to finish up with why and how. Yeah. This is Monica's <laughs> journalism. Journalism coming to fruition, which, by the way, I did not enjoy journalism. Did I ever say that last No, you didn't. No, I you hated didn't. it. You didn't. I was really. like, I want to write creatively and freely. Don't tell me what I have to do. My yeah. constraints. So You're anyway. a freelance writer. That's all right. Well, this has I'm been sure. a really great series, and I've really enjoyed it. I'm mm-hmm. really glad we've done this. So I'm excited to hear what everyone fantastic. is getting yeah. some benefit um, from it. Um, so today we're talking about why and how. Like, why be who you are. Um, and it started out initially with, like, be why you are, mm-hmm. um, but that just never really felt or sat right. And so um, as I kind of worked through it with God, I think I kind of ended up with where he was really leading it. So I wanted to kind of set the stage for a minute and think, have everybody think about, so if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But <laughs> otherwise, if you close your eyes, think about a time in your life that was incredibly transformational spiritually. And think about, like, if it was with other people and what that looked like, if it was a small group or a mission trip or a Bible study and think about those times and what words would you use to describe that time? Sarah and Amber, do you have any? Um, like, uh, sort of like a, what's the word? Almost like a trial by fire sort of situation. Okay. Awesome. Very transformative, but also very difficult. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Like, anticipatory exciting but doubtful like okay. you know just all those am i really hearing what i think i'm hearing i'm excited about what i think i might be hearing mm-hmm. is that really the spirit of god mm-hmm. am i really supposed to do this that pounding in your heart yeah right you know kind of feel right well for me when i think about that that time there's like a two to three year period that um i was just fully immersed into a lot of different small groups and trips and studies and the words that came to my mind for that time was um authentic mm-hmm. and transparent yeah. and open um and it wasn't that i was necessarily being those things but the people that i was around were being those things mm. and they became the most transformative for me because of relationship and um, when I started thinking about, like, why we need to be who we are, 
I kind of funneled it all down to like, it's for the sake of relationship with God. It's for the sake of relationship with other people. And it's for the benefit of the body of Christ. Mm. Like there's not going to be any true growth in your relationship with God. If you're not authentically who you are, there's not going to be any growth in your relationship with others. If you're not authentically who you are Mm -hmm. and that you're not going to be growing the kingdom and building the kingdom and making a change. If you are not authentically who you are. Love that. So it kind of like, that's where it kind of all funneled down for me. And, um, I thought about, which is funny, we've talked about Adam and Eve a couple times, mm-hmm. but I thought about them in the garden and how when God created them and they were together, they were naked. And mm-hmm. it was this whole idea, like they were fully authentic. They were right. fully seen. They were fully known. They were fully loved. There was no hiding for sure. There was nothing to hide and nothing to mask. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we all secretly crave mm-hmm. when it comes to relationship and community, but we're afraid we're afraid to be fully known because we don't trust who we are and we're afraid to be known because we don't like who we are because we keep placing all of our who and all of the wrong things like we've talked about all these other weeks you know chris and i talked about that early on in our marriage because we had um just hit a point where we felt like we were really critical with one another and we talked about how we should be able to stand completely naked in front of each other and, you know, you think about us as women, we wear something that maybe we don't feel super comfortable in, and then you feel like somebody's laughing at you, or they pick out something about you, and they're like, oh, your hips are too big, or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you want to cover them up. Mm-hmm. And so, in a relationship, if you are trying to be vulnerable and be naked, and the, you feel that the other person is criticizing you, um, your character flaws, your personality flaws, or right. whatever. That's like saying your hips are too big, your, your boobs sag too much, you know, whatever. Right. And it makes you want to cover them up. You don't feel like you can be authentic and transparent, but we do it to ourselves also. Yes. Right. You know, and we convince ourselves that we're not good enough to just be naked and authentic to anyone else, let alone to ourselves. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's so true. Yeah. It's perpetuated to you, I think, by social media. I hate to say that, but it is. It like, is. we Instagram our best. I mean, even today, like, you know, we're doing the, like, Monica mentioned we might do Periscope, and I was like, well, I got to do my hair today. Like, <laughs> not on the internet with my hair. <laughs> you know? Let me freshen up my lipstick. Yes. We just, we put. And you did, didn't you? No, it's actually, like, it's so Left stained on right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with a rock and a bold lip today, and yes. I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> I love it. But, yeah, no, you're, you're totally true. It's totally right. Like, there's just, it's very easy to mask, and therefore, we have inauthentic community yeah. and inauthentic fellowship with each other and inauthentic relationships with God and, at church. Yeah, and, and unrealistic expectations of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we isolate and we pull back right. and we just, you know, we shut down from everything, which is the opposite of how we were designed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the primary reason that we need to be authentic is to grow the body of believers and to grow the kingdom. And mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of camp out in, in Acts 6 a little bit, and I'm going to read a couple verses. Starting at verse 1, during this time, the disciples were increasing in numbers by leaps and bounds. Hard feelings developed among the Greek-speaking believers and the Hebrew-speaking believers because their widows were being discriminated against in the daily food lines. So the 12 disciples called a meeting and said it wouldn't be right for us to abandon our responsibilities for preaching and teaching the word of God to help with the care of the poor. So friends, choose seven among you from whom everyone trusts, men full of the Holy Spirit and good sense, and we'll assign them this task. Meanwhile, we'll stick to our assigned tasks of prayer and speaking God's word. And I... 
just really kind of camped out here, and so many things stood out to me about this. In this day and age, I think if anyone were preaching and teaching the Word of God and said, I can't I can't go help feed the poor because God's called me to this. They would be ridiculed and mm-hmm. chastised mm-hmm. and called unloving mm-hmm. and called uncaring. And here the disciples are saying, no, this is the deal. This is who I am. I am preaching and I'm speaking God's word. Mm-hmm. That is what he has called me to do. That is the gifts that he has given me to do. Yeah. There is a need, but we're going to go ahead and let other people be empowered to step up into that leadership position. Yeah. Um, the scripture later says that the people loved the suggestion. Like, so when they, they're the way they brought the problem to him, the disciples said, okay, we'll choose among you seven people. They loved that idea. There was no ridicule for it. It empowered those other men to rise up into leadership, and it was a benefit to the body because the needs were still getting met, but everyone was able to be authentically who they were for the sake of the body. Mm. And it says later in um, verse 7, the word of God prospered. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased dramatically. Not least, a great many priests submitted themselves to the faith. Mm. So because... You know, like we talk about like who we are is the is is who we are in Christ and what we are is the the character that we envelop and the good works that God has planned for us to do. But when we stay committed to that, it gives other people opportunities to rise up into who they are and it benefits the body. Like the numbers increase and the believers increase. And I just think that that is an amazing why to think about when it comes to. Be who you are. Yep. There's a purpose for you and what God has created you to be and right. called you to do. Yeah. And, you know, like maybe be a little unwavering about it perhaps. Yeah. yeah, that's such a good point. Like I never have thought about when you're not being who you are, you're not um, equipping another person to be who they are. Mm-hmm. So you're almost like stealing what God is, that's what, right. you know, intended to bless someone else with. And I think I read somewhere one time when I was preparing for the Be Beautiful series was when we spend our time trying to be someone else then we're robbing god from the job that we were supposed to, we were called to do yeah. mm-hmm. because we're not happy with that we're trying to go be what somebody else is somebody doing else's. they're supposed to do that that's what they were created for but we need to be authentic to who we are supposed to be what yeah. we're called to be that's great yeah that's i don't think we think about it having repercussions right right or purpose even right or that god will bless it mm-hmm. you know and please hear me i'm not saying like don't don't help people and don't help others. And, you know, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there's a lot of times we take on things that are not ours to take on. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to a very um, popular speaker, and I won't say his name. Um, I was just listening to it on a, a walk one day and listened to his message, and he ended up referencing the issue with foster care and how, there are so many foster children, and he doesn't understand why we even have foster children because if every church, dot, 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 and, you know, everyone was called to love the fatherless. Everyone. It's not if you feel called to love the, the fatherless. Everyone's called to love the fatherless. And there was just this part of me, because especially with being adopted, there was just this part of me that was inside that just said, wait a minute, like, that loving the fatherless and loving the widows looks different for everybody. It Mm -hmm. may not mean that you were called to do foster care. It may not mean that you're called to adopt. You may be called to support Mm -hmm. or provide for or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you were called. And I think this concept that we're all called to be adoptive parents, we're all called to be foster parents. Like, um, you know, I'm not a charity case. 
And I think that you have to be careful about why you feel like you're really being called into doing something and mm-hmm. that it truly does come from the Lord and that he has prepared such a time as this and a child for such a time as this. And I'm using adoption and foster as an, yeah. as an example, but sure. it goes to what you're saying of we can't all just automatically think that we're called to do all things. Right. There are so many callings. Just because yes. it's a good thing doesn't mean it's your good thing. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. There's an um, example in the Bible. I've heard Beth Moore talk about this before, but um, Paul is writing to, you know, one of the one of the peoples in the city, one of the cities, and he m- makes this little statement of, I urged Apollos to go with the brothers to visit you, but he was quite unwilling. Hmm. And she talks about how, like, you know, how really, you know, pardon my words, but ballsy it was for Apollos to be like, no, Paul, I am quite unwilling, like standing <laughs> yeah. firm in his no that to Paul doing it. of all people, you know, but I think that that's a great example of Apollos was very clear on mm-hmm. what he was supposed to go do and not do and was not going to even let Paul dictate yeah. like you go here and you go here when he knew that God was telling him something different. So, um, yeah. So anyway, but it was, it was for the sake of the kingdom because the, the believers grew and the numbers grew mm-hmm. and the priests turned from Jewish to Christian. And so like there's, there's a benefit to the body and there's a benefit to the fellowship of believers right. when we remain true to authentically And that's really what we're here for. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not really here for, so we feel great. Right. We're going to feel great in the end. Right. But it, was it you and I that were talking about this or somebody else I was talking about this the other day about how... Um, you know, the disciples suffered greatly. Mm-hmm. They didn't live a happily ever after life, you know? And, and I think we think that if we're living the way we should be living, God should be heaping blessings on us and we should never have to suffer and it should always feel good and it should always be pretty. And, oh God, and no. that is just, that's just not reality, right. but it's all for the good of the kingdom. It's right. all for eternity's sake, right? Mm-hmm. Not today's sake. It's for not the present. Yeah. I mean, not the future, but eternity. Right. 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 Well, and when it comes to authenticity, um, you know, I think, you know how freeing it is when um, someone that you admire or are close to is like, you know, hey, guess what? Like, I've struggled with that, too, Mm. or shared a story of being in the same place that you're at or have been. And there's I don't know, there's like a connection that happens in that. And um, I think. It's, it's, I'm not talking about airing dirty laundry to whoever will listen, right, right, but it, right. when it about, sharing I'm talking about sharing soul. truth mm-hmm. for the sake of building relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, true authenticity is walking boldly in being you and being willing to share that you yeah. with who is mm-hmm. around you. Um, there's an article in Christianity today that I read that was really great. And it said, we live transparently not to unload our own burdens and thus walk more lightly alone, but to intentionally share the burdens of others and carry them to the same grace that liberated us. Mm. So we walk, we walk with authenticity for the sake of carrying one another's burdens to lead them to Jesus for the sake of the kingdom again. And I think we've gotten to a place where all we really do is just unload yeah. To not really make anything better. Right. Just complain or can you believe or mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Or, you know, whispers around the water cooler about yeah. like, oh, I can't believe blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It, that, it, that's not this. That's not authenticity. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's not for the sake that's of building not, up. It's like up. when we sat out on my porch for all those hours with pimento cheese and yeah. just, you know, like, I don't know. It's the sharing of life yes. yeah. and the sharing of souls. And knowing that you're going to be loved in the end of it, right? Mm -hmm. That you're not the naked thing. That you're not being 
judged and made to feel like you have to put your clothes back on. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the way we're supposed to be with each other. Mm-hmm. It's a very healthy vulnerability. It is. Yeah. It is. Clothing ourselves. Um, I had a verse in some other notes. I, I have to be honest. I went through like four versions of notes. And I, I felt really? I was like, I am all over the place. Like I could go in 15 different directions. It's just a lot of content. It is. But a it's a lot of stuff. content. And one of the things that was in my other, one of the other versions of notes was just about how it's for the sake of the believers that we are, uh, that we remain in community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's that we take on the mind and the attitude of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, so in doing that with each other and bearing one another's burdens with being open and vulnerable, we're putting on, we're clothing ourselves in it's those Christ. characteristics of Christ in order to display him Just, yeah. to each other. To give it how back. Have you, sorry, this is maybe off topic. I don't know. I don't mean to do derail. No, please. But how have you experienced that, that healthy vulnerability in your own life? Well, I think it's just, it's been through a number of different people who have been willing to just be completely honest with me. Like I've, I've, I've been with groups of people who pretend life isn't hard or pretend that just throwing a scripture at it is going to make things all better. Who don't, um, I don't know. There's just, there's empathy. I'm not talking about sympathy, but I'm like, it's, there's empathy, um, in, yeah, totally have been there yeah. and, you know, like can encourage you to come out on the other side or challenge you to think differently about it or speak truth into your life. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've had a few of, of those relationships, but sadly they are not They're very few, the norm. Few far between. Mm-hmm. Well, even just like what we were talking with you about having babies. Yeah. You know, no, there were so many things that I experienced that n- no one told me about the uglies. You know, it was just this, oh, you're going to just immediately fall in love. You're going to just gonna, like the Pampers moment, like you said, you know, and um, you just, we just need women to be real and yeah. life is dirty and it's ugly and it's hard. And if you know that it's hard and dirty and ugly for other people, but you encourage one another to, to stay the course and to do it for all the right motivations and all the right reasons, yeah. it's just that to me is what life is really supposed to be about. I was at an event one time and there were a bunch of wives of people in ministry. They, the wives were in ministry but or their husbands, whatever. And But it was just a group of women and everyone was going around just kind of sharing some vulnerable or transparent moments, Ooh. which spoke to, my, to me as a new wife in ministry. Um, but there was one person who just was like, well, there was this one time I had... Um, like mismatched shoes on in service and I kept trying to hide my feet under the pew so that, you know, so-and-so wouldn't see me from, you know, whatever. And I'm like, really? That's like, your hard of moment? 25 years of right, that minute, like that's yeah. your, yeah. you know, so... It, She's not being authentic. There wasn't anything getting, you know, as a new person, mm-hmm. I wasn't getting poured into with any, like, yeah. wisdom mm-hmm. or insight mm-hmm. or encouragement right. or... Any, from the others, I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but there could have been, mm-hmm. there could have been so much bonding between yeah. this group of strangers. There could have right. been so much yep. Jesus happening in that moment. Right. Um, and it just kind of, it, it had started, and then it just kind of all went, like the balloon deflated yeah. and everything. And you, you've been in those situations before. You're like, okay, how do we recover from that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. There's transformative power mm-hmm. in being authentic. There is. There just, just really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's kind of my why is for the sake of relationship, first with God, then yeah. with others, and then with the, for the body of believers. Because we're for created for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. It's not by accident. It's not right. a just 
fly by the seat of your pants, hope life turns out good for you, see you on the other side. Right. Well, mm. and the thing, too, about authenticity is that, um, like, <laughs> authenticity breeds authenticity. It does. So it's like when you are brave enough to be vulnerable and to open up, mm-hmm. usually it it's like a... Like a snowball. Like the next yeah. person is mm-hmm. then feels comfortable. But when, like in that conference or whatever, when that person shut down, mm-hmm. what did everyone else do? Shut down, we moved on, and that mm-hmm. was, it was all lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's a, like a domino effect. Yeah. yeah. Really. I mean, I think the first time I met Sarah, which was at my sister-in-law's house in the kitchen probably, mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. But I remember you just sharing something that was going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And we had just met, but... You were just being real about mm-hmm. it. And something in my soul, can, like, we're very opposite people. Oh, yeah. Like, we talked about this yesterday. Like, she's so black and white, and I'm like, gray is the most beautiful color. There's so many variations. Like, it's just, we are opposite. But there was something that connected soul to soul yep. that was like, this is a kindred spirit. Because yep. she just had no, there was nothing she was pretending to be or not be yeah. that wasn't mm-hmm. her. And that resonates with me always. Yeah. That is one of my, my, in my tombstone, I would love for them to write, she was authentic, she was honest, mm-hmm. and she was true. Yeah. She was who she was. She was who she was. And there's good and there's bad and there's ugly, but I am, I am determined to live a life of authenticity. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm perfect, and I have to apologize and, and whatever, but that I just really feel more than anything I am so called to that. Yeah, well... You're living it out. And let other people be that way, too. I'm mm-hmm. one of the most, I tr- now, I'm, you know, I have a very critical eye, but I really am one of the most forgiving, most open-minded people ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really am. Oh, I, I just, know. And I just feel like that's the way we're supposed to be. Well, I Absolutely. think that authenticity kind of encourages that. Because yeah. when you're authentic, there's a lot of grace that you have to give yourself. If right. Really, if you're willing right. to admit these things, then you have to be almost okay yeah. saying, you know. I hope that didn't sound like it. I was just bragging on myself. I'm oh, awesome. Gosh, no. 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 I'm great. But it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a reflection of what one action you know, what, what yeah. virtues one action mm-hmm. creates in I'm you. I'm just know? amazed that we're this far in life, and I know we got to get going because of time, but amazed that we're at this place in life, this many years past the death of the cross, the church being around as long as it has been, and us still dealing with a lack of authenticity. I know. I just... Well, I think it's us, Mr. Screwtapes. Yeah, you're works, right. You know, like it's you're just right. one of the things of the enemy. And I think about Jesus... I mean, he told his disciples, like, I'm struggling. I need to go pray, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or like, you know, he's, they saw him weeping over, like, he just, he shared who he was boldly right. um, and walked in that. Right. Okay. So let me get to the how real quick. Okay. Um, I want to kind of stick around Ephesians 2.10. For we are the product of his hand, heaven's poetry etched on our lives, created in the anointed Jesus to accomplish the good works God arranged long ago. So how do we be who we are is by walking in the good works that Mm. God planned for us before we even were. Mm. There's an article um, in The High Calling that says the Greek original reads more literally, which God prepared in advance so that we might walk in them. 
The language of walking was used by teachers in the time of Paul in the way we might talk of living or engaging in a certain lifestyle. In other words, the good works of verse 10 are not obviously religious activities scattered throughout an otherwise secular life, but rather the good works encompass the whole of the Christian, all that we do by God's grace and for his purposes. Wow. Mm. And the Journal for Biblical Accuracy said God has already prepared the works he has for us, and he did it with the purpose that we walk in them. It is not us that prepare the good works, but God that has already prepared them. We, however, need to walk in them. Mm. But until we know who we are, what we are, where and when we are, and why, we will never never fully embrace the walking out of those good works right. yeah. that he has planned for us. That's yeah. great. Um, you know, God, Greg always says, love God, love others, go tell everybody about that love. Like, that's his summation of the entire Bible, which is very brilliant <laughs> on his, his um, part, but... That is, that's like the main calling, but there are good works for you and there's yeah. good works for me. And it's up to us to figure out what those individual, what that individual path well, is. how we love, mm-hmm. I think is just, there's individual, that gives, it goes into your gifts and your talents exactly. and your callings and you loving somebody may look completely different than me loving somebody. Absolutely. The same thing with the whole foster slash adoption yeah. thing, right? Well, it's the disciples. They loved by teaching and studying the word of God mm-hmm. and the other people loved by serving food to mm-hmm. the widows, mm-hmm. you know? So it's the same telling everybody about that love That's and right. loving others, just but it was just it different, different methods. Ways. Yeah. So um, kind of a uh, practical application for this. There are things that God planned for us to walk in, and they are individual and unique to us. So we need to pray and seek God about what those might Mm. be. Watch for patterns and open doors. Like, what are things that kind of repeat in your life? Like, what doors continually open? What feedback do you get? Like, positive feedback about things that you're doing. Because those are patterns that will start to lead you to what that path is for you. Mm. What are things that come naturally to you? Um, ask God, take, like, start kind of maybe jotting notes down about those things and ask God to either confirm them or, you know, rebuke Mm -hmm. them as you start to paint a picture of it. Um, you know, you're not going to always be off the hook for helping somebody when God tells you to help them or from loving or from serving food or whatever the case may be. Right. I'm not called to the food ministry. (laughs) So I'm out. I'm out. Washing my hands clean of it all. Um, (laughs) But you'll start to see, like we've talked before about like getting off the highway of what everybody else is doing and getting onto the dirt path of what God has you on. As you begin to see these patterns and doors open and these natural gifts and talents, you'll see the dirt road that God has you on and then prayerfully always just wait for God to open those doors and you'll start to see those works that he has planned for you. So the whole, the whole Christianity movement with the disciples in Acts chapter 6 could have fallen apart had they neglected the food part. Mm-hmm. Or it could have fallen apart if they all focused on the food part. And it was the, the balance of yeah. all of it meshing together that made it continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. So just, man, we got to embrace yeah. who and what and why and when and where we are. And I think, too, like... Um, a good gauge of knowing if you're kind of moving in the right direction is because of what you're doing. Is it elevating you mm-hmm. or is it elevating God? Right. That's a really good point. Because if it's elevating you, you might not really be doing what you're supposed to be doing because we're supposed to be doing it to further the kingdom. Right. Right. Not ourselves. Right. Well, I love this whole series because, um, you know, we always talk about being first and then letting your do flow out of your be. So be who you are. We discover, find, embrace who we are. And then we get filled up by God with that because it's Christ in us that's who we are. And then we go do the works that he's planned in advance for Mm. us to do. Love it. Mm. So I don't know. So that's 
That's my why and my how. I, I like it. Oh, I this totally love it. This has been such it. a great series. This has been a really good series. I think this series. is going to go in the books as one of my favorites. Yeah, I think me too. <laughs> I just really, really. You say that every time. I, you know I do. <laughs> and I mean it every time. That's the thing. I think I grew a lot, though, or am learning a lot or realizing a lot with this series. You yeah. Know, it's good stuff. Me Sarah, too. will you uh, pray for us today? Father God, Lord, just thank you again for a great series. Thanks for just speaking um, to our hearts about direction and content. And we just know that it is um, it's a message from you. Lord, I pray that your hand will be upon it and that you will distribute it to the ears and the hearts of those that you want to be touched by it, Lord. And I pray that those who are listening and reading what we are putting out understand that we're here for them and um, that they can reach out if they need that. Lord, thank you again for just all that you continue to do here. I pray that you will be on um, our hearts what your next series would be and that you'll begin to prepare that for us uh, just like you prepare our ways, Lord. Bless this day. May you be glorified in it. And um, may all that we do here at Be Still Be Free be in the glory of your name. In your name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the BeeCast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love to have you review it on iTunes. Your reviews and ratings make it easier for others to come across our podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you on Facebook or Twitter. Hit us up at Be Still Be Free. And for details on our Bible studies or other resources, please visit www.bestillbefree.com.